All right, hold on, let me get some water because I'm I'm dying. Are you, record- are, are you recording? I'm recording. All right, let's do the thing. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of First Reaction Fan Reaction. I am your host, Kaylin Clother, and with me is my co-host, Dara Whitman. Alrighty, and we have a very special episode today because two, we... so, two episodes. Well, talk yes, about yes, yes, we do. We are talking about the, the series finale of Legend of Korra. Uh, we have those last two episodes for you, which are episode twelve, Day of the Colossus, and episode thirteen, The Last. Stand. Yeah, so the people who joined us over the last eight months because we were watching Legend of Korra for eight whole months. We're done. We're done, finally. So hopefully stick around with us when we review our other shows, which we're going to announce our next show at the end of this episode. Yes, we will. So hopefully stick around just because like, hey, sorry, we're, we're, we're done Legend of Korra. And we're probably not going to review Avatar Last Airbender because we've both seen that show. Yes, yes, we have. And that's not the point of this show. That's not the whole point of this show. No. we've both we, seen it. We might do it eventually, just like for funsies. Yeah. Um, so do we want to make our announcement now? I can do it. <laughs> yeah, go for it. All right. Guys, we're doing a live stream. We're doing a live stream. Yay. Uh, we're doing a live stream. Uh, basically going to discuss, uh, we're going to, in this episode, we're going to discuss, uh, mainly just, uh, book four. Yeah. Of Legend of Korra. Just yeah. like what we thought about it. And the live stream is going to be the whole show. We're going to discuss like what we liked, disliked. Mainly all of season two we disliked. <laughs> Spoiler uh, alert. If we can, how we compare it to The Last Airbender show. Yeah. It's a spinoff. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, if you've joined us while we're watching Legend of Korra, we did a, this Legend of Korra is actually our second show. Mm-hmm. The first show that we did was Firefly. Yes. And also, if you have questions about that, we'll talk about that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if you have questions for us that you want answered during the live stream um, and you know that you are you won't be able to uh, tune in, which I'll give a date here. We're going to have a couple announcements. We'll be updating you on Facebook and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're listening right now, that live stream is going to be um, in January. It's going to be Sunday, January 21st at yeah. 5 p.m. Yeah. And that's Eastern Standard Time because we are on the East Coast of the United States of America. Where it's really cold right now, guys. It's so cold so right cold. now. It's The whole weekend has been like below zero with the wind chill oh so, my god um, below zero fahrenheit which is like negative 15 celsius Dang. so <laughs> god i don't remember to do the math anyway uh, i i just like checked recently because that's the only oh, okay. reason i know yeah um, so uh starting at five we're uh, do we need to say how long we're gonna go for or no uh no we'll go for however long we want to go for but um i mean we'll be there probably at least an hour so at least you... definitely at least an hour probably yeah. No more than two. Yeah, but uh, you can come in at any time. You're more than welcome. And if you have any questions for us that you want uh, answered beforehand or you want to ask beforehand, you can leave the questions in this video, really any of our videos. Um, we track yeah, we'll our comments. Um, or you can tweet at us. We are at uh, on uh, we are on Twitter at Witty Close. Um, or you can, I don't know, anything else? It's just uh, the social media. Facebook, if e- you want to leave a comment there. Or you can email us. Email we are us. at gmail.com. Yeah, any of those things. Or if you don't have a, or if you're at the live stream, just we'll put up a chat thing. Yeah, we should have a chat there and you can talk to us. And we're really looking forward to it. I'm, I hope that uh, you guys are able to make it. Um, yeah, and it'll be like a nice, like, you know, chill Sunday. Yeah, and you can ask any questions. Like we said before, Legend of Korra, you can ask your Avatar questions um, because we're not doing that show. So if you want to talk about Avatar Last Sandbender, I'd be open to talking about that too if yeah, we have time. If you have, and, uh, uh, and Firefly too. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all we have for that. For right now, yeah. Yeah, so let's head over to these last couple episodes. We're going to start with a synopsis of Day of the Colossus. Ooh. What is the Colossus? I wonder what it could be. Maybe it's the giant 
fucking Mac. Giant fucking Mac. Giant fucking Mac. GFM. Giant fucking Mac. Anyway. Um, so we pick up kind of where we ended off on that last episode. Uh, this is after Kuvir just blew the shit out of uh, that hiding spot that Team Avatar was in. Uh, but everyone's alive. Spoiler alert. Everyone's okay. Well, not everybody. They're not okay okay. Yeah, they're, li- they're alive. They're alive. Yeah. Because again, guys, family show. It's a family show. That, yeah. I mean, this show stretches that limit sometimes. It does. Yeah. But. <laughs> Still a family show. Family show, guys. Um, because yeah, even Nerd Son is okay. He's knocked out, but he's all right. And he got his brain back, I guess. Yeah. 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 He's probably yeah. Eventually realizes the error of his ways. But is he redeemable? I mean, at the uh, end, of, at the end of the show, I don't really care. Yeah. Yeah. Really. <laughs> we don't have to answer that question. He did not right get now. like a fun redeemable thing like Darth Vader. Yeah. True. He didn't have a Darth Vader moment at uh, all. Really let us down. I didn't. Car. I, I mean, I, I I don't care about him. <laughs> anyway. Alrighty. Um. Oh yeah, I like that opening shot with a uh, Bolin earthbending like the giant wall. Yeah. God, he's such a badass. I feel like Bolin in these episodes really shines bending wise. He does. He's such like a good bender, and I love Bolin anyway. So, uh, really, we we're starting our our fight here. Um. Most of these two episodes were kind of just like fight. I say this yeah. episode specifically, yeah, is mainly just like a giant Return of the King fight. Yeah, but uh, so it's to me, it's like it's always hard to like talk about fight scenes because it's like they fight, and yeah. it's good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like we just couldn't describe. There was a lot of like spirit shooting thing. Yeah, and that like next suit, that whole spirit thing is like badass. I keep forgetting that like the spear gun thingy is like unlimited power. Yeah, I always forget that because like usually a lot of times like when you see like them like with their big weapon, they constantly shooting it off. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you're like by the end, it's like oh no, we're out of power, and right. I'm like, well, you just kept shooting it. Yeah. But then I keep forgetting, like, oh, right, Unlimited. Well, the, the first um, introduction that we have of the Spirit Vine things is is Varric wanting to use it as a source of renewable energy. So it is very renewable in that it never goes out, which is great on one hand, but also if you're using it as a giant weapon, sucks for some people. That'd be good for, like, power outages. Yeah. Like, like one of those, like, use it as, like, a generator. Yeah, it'd be great. Wish we got some Spirit energy. I'm tired of paying for a heating cooling, I say, as if... I pay rent. <laughs> I don't. I love my parents anyway. Um. <laughs> anyway, there was some fighting. People got injured, Man- mainly airbenders. Yeah. Um, uh, Milo came up with a decent idea for a little bit. Oh, yeah. Milo has the idea of to uh, blind the mech, the giant mech with uh, paint and balloons. It's a good idea. It didn't work. It, it worked temporarily. We got a, a two-second distraction out of it. You know, yeah. not that bad. Then people got injured. Opal got injured. I thought she was. I thought she was gonna die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Opal had like a weird moment where you're like, "Is she okay?" Oh no, she's good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, I was just like, "Look, Bolin's being such a badass. He doesn't deserve to lose his girl that he recently got back." Mm-hmm. Good times. Yeah. And before, um, and it's we don't just have the giant mech suit. We have a whole kind of army of mecha suits. Yeah. That are also kind of terrorizing the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then we have that side plot with the um, the citizens who are trying to evacuate and Pema and Wu who are leading them. And uh, But the problem is they can't get out of the city because the train tracks have been destroyed by Kuvira. Yeah. I mean, I don't really... Actually, I really didn't mind this side plot. Just yeah. Like, everything else is just, like, fight, fight, fight. Mm-hmm. And, like, really depressing, kind of. I'm like, at least there's some comedy. Mm-hmm. And it's not bad comedy. Right. And, you know, Wu did something. 
<laughs> Moo did a thing. Good for him, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> this, uh, like, this, episode, this is already going all over the place. It, we are all over the place right now, aren't we? I think, well, because we kind of want to episodes like back to back. Yeah. So I'm just like, wait, which plots are with which episode? Well, and especially like we said, this is a lot of just like fighting and stuff, which is good. It looks great. It, oh, the fights yeah. are great. It's well choreographed. It's a ton of people because we don't just have our main cast. We have like the whole, like basically the whole Air Nation. Yeah. Um, some airbenders we've seen before and some I don't think we've seen before they've been really in the background so i don't yeah. even recognize them um and they all look great i love i love seeing kind of the the air nation in action because obviously we didn't we don't see that a lot especially before book three um so to see that kind of coordinated attack is really cool yeah they saved a lot of money from those still shots and the clip show <laughs> uh, i feel so bad for this show and its budget problems. me too they didn't they don't deserve this um, but they use them. Look, they used whatever, like whatever they had. They used it reasonably well. They yeah, and they did what they had to do. Looks great, honestly. Honestly, if you compare this show with a lot of animated shows on today, like this mm-hmm. show is stunning. Yeah, like, it's so good, especially with all adult animation because all adult animation looks terrible. Uh, that's my like opinion. adult like kid like adult show animation. Yeah, I don't like yeah, like uh, like Family Guy, Rick and Morty. Like, there's shows like that. I think they make... Like well, Rick and Morty... I don't know. I don't really watch any of those. Like, I, I still watch the a couple styles of... Rick and Morty ugly. probably makes up for the fact that it's funny. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the thing. Uh, I mean, this is kind of a tangent here. But, um, like, they try to be like, oh, it's more about, like, the humor and stuff. But, like, they don't need to be that ugly. They're all so ugly. <laughs> they don't have to be. Like, where's our, like, imaginative um, kind of animation anyway? Where's Disney I mean, when you need it? Honestly. Why can't... Uh, I have Do you want a Disney lot of to take over more of the world? I don't. I don't. They've already done too much. <laughs> anyway, back to the show. Disney, you can't buy me. Uh, well, or you, or you could honestly, yeah, you um, could. if you're gonna pay me a lot of money. <laughs> I'm only human. <laughs> anyway, where the fuck are we? <laughs> but guys, uh, I don't know if it sounds like this. We're not drunk. We're, no, we're recording this. It's what, like twelve o'clock? No, it's one thirty. About to say, no, I got here at twelve on a Sunday afternoon. We have a drink. Oh my god. A lot of fighting. Anyway. <laughs> that was the main part. Of, there's not much to talk about with, like, this episode, just because, like, yeah. if there was just a lot of fighting. Yeah. Which is, like, again, it looked great. Mm-hmm. Totally. You'll see our reactions to it. Mm-hmm. I think there were some parts where I went, like, oh, shit. Yeah. A bunch. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll get to some of those kind of oh, shit moments um, later on in this episode, because okay. there's definitely one. Um, so, oh, oh, one thing to, uh, that's of a note is that when, um, Kuvira kind of blew up that place they are in, they blew up all of the, um, hummingbird mech suits. That's what they were called. Yes. Okay. They like dragonfly hummingbirds, I think, but we just call them the hummingbird mech suits. Okay. Um, which is the, this thing that Asami and Varric were working on. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of their big project, but most of them are gone except for the prototypes, um, at and they try to future fix, industries. Yeah. And, uh, they, so they're trying to go and get those ready mm-hmm. for, um, for workings. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a lot of these characters are now kind of situated at future industries. Um, this is where we have the scene of Batar Jr. and Su Yin, um, where Batar wakes up and goes, oh man, I messed up, didn't I? And Su Yin's like, it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. The power of vagina is a strong power. She understands that. She understands. Yeah, she like her husband's like, kind of, you know, like, wimpy. She understands. <laughs> well, some kind of power play was in place there. Anyway. They love each other. What a lady. God, I still don't care about nerd son. (laughs) Um, So on the uh, rooftop of the the factory 
Uh, this is where we have a scene with um, Varric and Julie. And Varric's trying to tell Julie something, but he's kind of beating around the bush about it. And he goes into his whole life story. I thought that was really funny. It was. Um, I like that. But he uses that. <laughs> he has an ostrich horse named Mrs. Beeks. <laughs> Great. Uh, never tell you I grew up on a farm. I'm like, okay, this is sunny. <laughs> Do you like gladiators? Um, so... Uh, they use this opportunity. Uh, Varric is able to create a giant EMP, mm-hmm. uh, which takes out all of the mech suits, but not the giant one. No. The, yeah, the giant one is still operational because of something. And um, Spirit power? Oh, yeah, spirit power. Finite energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The spirit vines don't aren't really an electrical kind of power source, so EMPs yeah. don't work. No. Um, and then we have that line where uh, Varric tells Julie to do the thing, and Julie ominously replies that there are no more things left to do. Aww. And that's when we know that shit got real. Shit got real. When you can no longer do the thing. <laughs> I love how that uh, that line's kind of become a running joke in this show especially like for them it's just kind of it's kind of cute mm-hmm. yeah it's like that it's like one it's like it's like that line that like couples might say to each other like that one thing that like yeah it's like it's cute i like it <laughs> so they're kind of getting some info on the mech suit from um nerd son mm-hmm. and then um he's saying that it's basically unstoppable but we find out that they are able to get through the platinum outer shell from none other than hiroshi sato hey Hey, hey, buddy. Who's this guy? Who's this guy? Well, he was already in the show. He was already in this, this, this yeah. series one. He, yeah, he was in season, the season. whatever. Yeah. Um, so what happened is that Lynn kind of busted him out of jail um, because he's a genius and they're going to need all the help they can is get. Is it busted or just like, yo, I'm the sheriff. Let me get him out. She was just like, hey, do you, do you mind? And oh, I'm you're just, fine. I was worried that like there was going to be some kind of argument. And I'm just like, guys, we don't have time for this. And then everybody else realized, we don't have time for an argument. We got a giant mecha suit to fight. Everybody is so mature here. And they're, they're just so like, mature. all right, you do your thing. And I loved it. I'm, even Cora, like, she had like that look on her face. And yeah. I'm just like, honey, like, we cannot get into an argument right now. She's looking out for Asami. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, you know what? All right. We'll worry about this later. We got to yeah. fight the fucking mecha suit. You gotta fight the power. The giant fuck off mega, mega Fight suit. the powers that be. Cool. So, so Hiroshi comes in and he basically comes up with the plan. He has an idea of um, how they can take down this mecha suit mm-hmm. uh, using um, plasma saws uh, to get through the um, the platinum yeah. outer shell of the, the giant mech. Which, because he knows a thing or two about platinum, because if you remember in book one, they had that giant platinum wall where the yeah. metal vendors couldn't get out. So, see, I pay attention. I know what the show's about. I remember. <laughs> I think. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, gosh. What, else, what was the episode called? I don't know. The Aftermath. There's the Aftermath? Like few, the Aftermath. Like see, such, I'm good at the show. There's such few shows where I remember the actual name of the episode. I this one I'm like okay with, but usually after the last Airbender, at one point I could name like every episode start to finish of all three seasons um, because I'm crazy and also it's my favorite show. Usually it shows so. if it's like a famous episode, I remember yeah. the name of it. Yeah, but then for the most part, I'm just like, eh, I don't remember. Um, so then they're going to use um, the plasma saws to kind of create a hole just for enough people to sneak through and get in. So that's kind of the plan. And so we're back at the train station now. Um, and Pema's singing old airbender songs because she's such a mom. Like, do you see her just like, oh, that's a mom Pema right there. doesn't like do much in the series, but like I still love her. I know. She's just like a good, she's good. She's good. Um, so, uh, and after they're kind of sitting there for a while, we see the entrance of two badger moles. Hooray! Atop them, Wu and Tu. 
are on the backs of two vegetables and they got them from the zoo because apparently they love Wu singing. Not a lot of people, humans do. Here's the thing. But the badger moles do. Lou's not a terrible singer. He kind of is. I don't think he's, he's not like, he's not, I feel like if he got some training, he's <laughs> like a good vocal coach, he could get good. He could. He, he his songwriting skills are shit. He's got to put his mind to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it feels like he's like progressing a bit as a character and his annoyingness is like, actually he's using it to help people. Mm-hmm. Good for you, boy. <laughs> um, so the one thing we know about badger moles is that they are able to uh, dig tunnels. Badger moles who live in the tunnels. Do, 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 do. Um, so that's the plan to take get everybody out from. That's how. Yeah, that's how they're going to evacuate from Republic City because it's kind of a shit show out there. Because there's there's this giant cannon thing that's blowing all buildings up. Like people need to get. There's the hell so out much of the property city. damage, guys. So much. And like not much, not much. You know, like people damage. Yeah. Like, not, not like, you know, Batman v Superman. God. <laughs> oh, no. That's the only thing I could think of. Man of Steel. Uh, I, I haven't seen Man of Steel. Good. You're not missing anything. I've only seen two of the DC Fight movies. Me. And that's about it. Wonder Woman, right? Yeah. All you need to see is Wonder Woman. That's all you need to see. <laughs> like, you're not missing anything with the rest I of them. I kind of want to see Suicide Squad. I feel like it's... You- you have to, like, just watch it just for, like, the shits and giggles, but don't go into it. That's what I feel like. I feel like thing. I'd actually be entertained by that movie. It's, it's all right. Like, no, I It's feel entirely, like, like, eh. I've I, seen it. I feel like I'd be entertained by how bad it is. It's not even, like, and, like so how, bad it's good, though. Uh-huh. At least in my opinion. I don't want to ruin it for you. Um, I, that's just I, my I literally know what happens in the movie. I don't care. Humble opinion. Um, anyway. So. More fighting? Uh, more fighting. God, there's so much fighting. Hold on. Sorry. I want to make sure I get this right. Okay. Okay. Um, so we miss... Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm going to have to erase that last two minutes. Great. Thanks, me. Future me is going to love editing this. Future me. God. This episode right feels now. like really random already. It does. <laughs> I, especially, I feel like, oh, once, no. like once we get to the last episode where there's a bit more plot. Yeah. I feel like... We'll have some more things to talk about. But um, yeah. So um, before, it, before we release the 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 hummingbird mechs um batar jr revolve uh kind of tells them gives them a little more insight but what's the best way to shut down the giant mech um and then we that's when we see um we have the two hummingbird mechs we have uh sami and hiroshi getting the one and then varick and julie getting the other one Mm -hmm. but before that happens Mm -hmm. uh we have this scene where varick finally gets the kutzpah to uh you didn't even say that right uh how do you say it the chutzpah (laughs) <laughs> guys i'm learning <laughs> gotta get the, <laughs> thanks for teaching me i think i don't know if you're trying to i don't know if it's close but it seems more like cojones cojones one of those anyway <laughs> uh, the culturally insensitive white bitch is talking now um i mean <laughs> i'm white and i know <laughs> anyway and i'm um, more basic than you that's that's true that's true that's so, that's so true <laughs> and i'm not even that basic I just enjoy manicures and pumpkin spice oh, lattes. This part, we didn't even get to this part. We're just going uh, back and forth. We're going back and forth. I hate everything. Okay. <laughs> there's a lot. No, there's a lot. Before, before we break out the hummingbirds, there's a, uh, God, I hate, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're editing it. I'm so sorry. I'm editing this and I hate myself. <laughs> uh. <laughs> keep going. I'm not sure if I'm going to leave that line in. I probably will. Oh. Just so I can let all of you know how much I hate myself. <laughs> Um, no, because there's just a lot more fighting, and then it's yeah. animation. Yeah, it's fucking fighting. Yeah, there it is. 
then we have the thing with the bad, Badrimals, and then as they're digging the tunnel, they have the Earth Empire people come, and they're like, ah, oh, you're under arrest, and Wu's like, please stop singing, because it's fucking terrible. And then uh, Wu does a little distraction, the Badrimals uh, help them. The, the end. end. Yeah, the end. And then... The thing. There it is. And then the thing. Yeah, yeah, and then the thing happens where... Um, where, you know, as the hummingbird mechs are getting ready to go, uh, Varric proposes to Julie. Aww. Aww. How do you feel about this? Because I know you weren't a huge Varric and Julie it's not that I was, it's not that I was like, it, it was just kind of like, I like the idea of just like a family kid show where they clearly just had like two people yeah. who were friends, but it was ob- but like it was pretty obvious that they were just doing it. Yeah, with benefits. But they were just like, you know work buddies who were doing it yeah i just kind of enjoyed it but i like i really don't mind it yeah that they went down this route mm-hmm. it just like wasn't like 100 percent obvious <laughs> or not 100 again like i would have i kind of just like liked the idea of just you know obviously they were doing it and we're just gonna hide that yeah but it's not like it's not like a horrible thing <laughs> i'm not like mad mm-hmm. it just happens yeah it's fine yeah and the, the, he had a nice ring he did. That ring was pretty. It was. Yeah. And then he asks her if she will do the thing for the rest of their lives. That's cute. And by thing. They mean. They're fucking. <laughs> okay. They're doing it. They're doing it. They're doing it. They're doing the thing. They're boning. They're, they're boning for the rest of their lives. I'm, I'm happy for them. <laughs> <laughs> I think it. I mean, granted, like, Varric's really eccentric and Julie's kind of not. They probably balance each other out. Yeah. It's fine. I think they make a good couple. They do. It's fine. I'm not, again, I said, I'm not. I hope they sign the prenup. I'll be together forever. Don't worry about it. Um, And then we have this scene. God, we're finally here. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I hate myself so much. Um, With the hummingbird mechs. And uh, they are kind of flying around and um, trying to uh, cut a hole into the uh, plasma Mm -hmm. mech suit. But uh, Varric and Julie are kind of swatted away, and they have to kind of eject and fly out. And then um, Asami and Hiroshi kind of get in, and they're almost able to do it. um, But Kabir is obviously going to splash the splush them. Yeah, yeah. Smash, splash. Yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? Splash. Splat. No, squash. This is a better word. Squash. Squash them. But uh, Hiroshi's very determined, and he tells his daughter he loves her. And then he ejects the seat, and then she fucking kills him. Kuvira, that is. Kuvira fucking kills Hiroshi. Just like that. We saw it on screen, folks. You saw a giant hand come up and just crush a man. I, I kind of saw that coming. On screen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, same. Like, literally, <laughs> here's the thing. Like, the second that uh, Varric, like, pulled, like, the two-lever thing to eject them, I'm like, oh, I know where this is going. Yeah, yeah. I saw. Uh, that's why I wasn't that sad. I'm just like, I saw. Like, I could see it coming. Like, I'm sad, sad. Like, it was a good. It was a well-done scene. Yeah. Like, I, it was emotional. Yeah. And, I, like. Yeah. I'm glad that Asami and uh, Hiroshi, yeah, got uh, you know, got you know, were okay. Closure, yeah, they they work things out. And he died a hero. He did die a hero. Good for him. I think minus the death part. <laughs> I think when I first saw this, as soon as they bought Hiroshi back in that last episode, I was like, oh no, <laughs> well, <laughs> they're gonna kill him. <laughs> well, like when they brought him in the first time, I just like I was kind of like, why that was a random thing, and then they yeah. brought him again, and I'm just like, I didn't think about it. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, didn't. And then once, again, once I saw the ejecting thing, I'm just like, oh, well, he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> that, that's it. He's dead. Um, but his sacrifice is not in vain. He's able to cut the hole through the suit. Yep. And um, uh, Korra, Mako, Bolin, uh, Lin, and Suyin are able to get inside. And that's where we end this episode. 
Finally. <laughs> this has been 26 minutes, but the math. I've been, I've been, I'm, you know how much I'm cutting this out, cutting out of this? Probably like 10 minutes of me just going like, fuck, I don't know what's going on. Has it been? It feels like it's only been like 15 minutes. Time flies. When you're having fun. There, should we just go to the next episode? There wasn't that much like... It, we like there was fighting it was a, you kind of have to talk about these episodes like because they're they're really it really is a two-parter so here's, yeah here's what we'll say about this episode before we jump to the next one and take our like like to break and then the next episode it was really really pretty mm-hmm. the fight scenes were awesome yeah we went with it, the, the, the the scenes that were supposed to be emotional were emotional yes it was a well done episode it's just hard to talk about an episode where there's a lot of fighting yes it looked good. Yeah, it's hard. There's there's not a lot you can say other than this part was cool, or I liked when they did the thing with the rock. Yeah. And that's it. That's the Especially show. in like an audio format where it's, yeah. it's really hard. Because you can't show it. You just have to be like, this was cool, and just take our word for it. All right, um, final episode. All right, wait, wait. Let's let's oh. take a break real quick. That's what I'm... Okay, fi- break. <laughs> then final episode. <laughs> all right, stay tuned. Welcome back. We are going to be talking about the 13th and final episode of The Legend of Korra, Book for Balance. 52nd episode of Legend of Korra. We were just talking about, yep, this is episode number 52. There's 52 episodes in this series. Mm-hmm. Oh, and this ep- you know what date this episode aired? When? On my birthday. Yay! This, yeah, the finale aired um, on December 19th, 2014. That was my birthday. I'm not going to tell you all which one. Um, but <laughs> Wait, what year was it again? 2014. Okay. Um, Why? Do you not want people to know your age? I'm older than you. Like, who, if people should not worry about my age. You're I want to the- tell, tell people the year I was born. I need them, like, looking up all that info about me. But I I think I mentioned before how old I am. You're so the baby. I, I am. I Yes, I am. I'm a baby. Um, but anyway, so this was, like, the best fucking birthday present. I don't think that is the best fucking... This is the best birthday present ever, honestly. I don't know. Show. I got you that Batman hat one year. That was a good... That was, that was, a, good. That was a... I don't think that was I a thought, birthday. I think that was Christmas, though. That was Christmas present. Okay, yeah. Still. still. So this still, still stands. I got you that really dumb Batman hat. <laughs> I still have it. <laughs> with it's the upstairs. Ma- with the mask. Yeah. Uh, that, I don't think it fits on my head that well because I have a big head. Anyway. I don't know. I got it for you. So, The Last Stand. <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> X-Men The Last Stand? No, not that. Let's not talk about that. I, I again, haven't seen that movie. Good. You're not missing out on anything. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's talk about this episode. Anyway. Okay. Let's get this done. We can let's do it. Let's get this done. Okay. Um, so this is... Oh, yeah. So where we last left off, um, before they had uh, put the hole in the mecha suit, um, Korra had bent a lot of ice around it, so it was mobilized. So right now the, the mecha suit's trying to break free yeah um so the cora and the crew um get together and they um kind of divvy up responsibilities so cora's mm-hmm. gonna go get kuvira mm-hmm. uh sue and uh lynn are going to try to disable the weapon and mako and bolin are going to try to shut this thing down yes so we all have a job here except um, for asami although she did her job yeah, yeah, she's she's somewhere. She's, somewhere she's probably else right a bit now. sad now. Yeah, she, yeah, her dad just fucking died. Right. Like, you know what? Let's give her a break. Yeah, no, she gets she gets a pass on this one. Mm-hmm. She's done enough. Mm-hmm. God, I love her. Anyway, 
We know. I love her so much. I, just in case anybody hasn't listened to us before and doesn't know how much I love Asami Sato. Anyway. If we ever go to a convention and meet the voice actress, you're just going to cry a lot. Cry a lot. <laughs> and I'm just going to bring her, up the fact her, that... Her voice actress is so pretty, too. <laughs> I'm, just gonna bring up, I'm just going to bring up the last Airbender movie. Oh, and no. be that bitch. No. I won't. Oh, I bring, she's I bring, too good for that. Can I bring up the penis hair? Don't bring out that penis hair. <laughs> the worst hair. Okay, the gang, worst. guys, 10,000 subscribers. 10,000. We're going to watch the last Airbender movie. We're going to do I'm it. I'm going to watch it for the first time. Yeah, and I'm going to see it for more than once, which is the real tragedy. Why do you watch it more than once? It's a long story. <laughs> thought maybe it wouldn't be as bad the second time. It was worse the second time. What? Anyway. Mm, anyway. I would, listen, I was like 15 when that movie came out. Like, <laughs> I've grown a lot as a person since. Hey, we're talking about a good show. Yeah, let's talk about this good show. Let's talk about this this finale here. Um, so in the um, engine room where Bolin and Mako are, um, they have this, it's basically just this big lump of spirit vines. Like a, big, it looks like a brain. Thing. It does look like a brain. It looks like a brain. I think that was a, that that looks like it was a very conscious um, design choice. Okay. Because yeah. it could have looked like one giant branch, but it definitely, oh, sorry, it definitely looks like a brain, mm-hmm. um, which is, it's kind of cool, actually. We see the the brothers kind of go um, fighting, trying to take down this thing. I love Bolin's um, kind of like lava wheel thing that he has. Yeah, like that was so cool. Like, because like it seemed like something that both him and Maka were using. I uh, yeah, I'm not sure about I, that. That was why I was thinking because like lava, there's like fire in it. So I was wondering like, could they like tag team a bit? Not like like what like he could like I don't know, get the fire out of the lava. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that would be really cool. We don't get to see that explored at all, which I really wish we would have. Maybe there's like another uh, series. Oh, I just thought it was something else we probably should have said in the live stream announcement, but uh, oh, we can make it. Well, because we were also going to, I remember you wanted to discuss something about like the next Avatar show. Oh, yeah. We have our, uh, we're gonna, we're totally going to pitch our theories. <laughs> For another Avatar For another show. Avatar we'll, we'll show. Do it, not in this, ep- we'll do it. We'll say it in the live stream video. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to write out a little thing for that so we know what we're saying. Anyway. So yeah, mm-hmm. so then we see their base. There's a fight in the engine room. That's all you need to know. And then we see um, Lin and Su Yin, who are um, trying to disable the weapon, which they and, do. Yeah, they are able to because even though the outside is platinum, the inside they can do whatever the hell they want to it. Um, Was so that really able- smart on Kuvira's part? I mean, there's only so much platinum in the world. It's it's a pretty you know That's rare true. metal. So they so I think the way they I'm not sure if we talked about this. The way that they built that mecha suit is the platinum was actually the domes for Zalfu. Oh, that's clever. Yeah, so when they took over Zalfu, How did, they, they, there's a really throwaway line about, hey, what happened to the domes? I remember that. Yeah. But, like, how did they get the domes up then if it's made of platinum? It's probably like a, just like a... a div- oh, so it's not yeah. like metal bending. No, it's not metal bending. Oh. It's a city of metal benders. Maybe don't want to make it so the whole city you can tear apart if you want it to. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, they So that that's what that's made out of and there's not a lot of not a ton of platinum in the world um so the insides are unfortunately made of metal so metal benders can just go in there and fuck shit up yeah uh, which is exactly what the Bayfong sisters do god i love them and they're uh, not dead they're not dead hooray yeah they they are able to disable the weapon um and then it prevents the whole arm from moving so what kuveri does she just takes the arm rips it, it off. off just rips it off and chucks it like chucks it all the way across town and conveniently it lands in the woods somewhere um not that that's important uh. <laughs> but and uh lynn and sue are still in the the arm when she chucks it but uh they're lynn's able to metal bend the both of them inside so they're they're more mm-hmm. secure um, they're unconscious but they are still alive 
um, when it lands. So that's good. Yep. And so this is when uh, Cora gets to the the, the yeah. cockpit and they start duking it out. And it's such a good fight. It's scene. a good fight. And that's also, again, basically just a fight. Yeah. It's hard to describe. It's just a fight. But it's a very well done fight. Well, and I think this is, it's such an interesting um dynamic they kind of have between the two of them because as we we kind of discussed this later in the episode but um Cora and Kuvira have a lot of similarities and I feel like this fight kind of shows that in the way that they fight because yeah. they very they feel very evenly matched and I know we've gotten a comment saying that like why you know Cora should have been able to beat Kuvira easily and we can talk about that during um, that fight scene not not the last fight scene just but the one earlier the one earlier well just in general I think this we had a comment about like for the whole season, like Cora should have been able to beat Kuvira. But um, I the fact say- is, they are similar. So they fight similarly. So they always are kind of like. I mean, like, I'll bring this up. But like, in the earlier fighting, like, she was still dealing with the PTSD. Yeah. So that's why, like, that's if, like, because she couldn't defeat her then. I'm like, okay, you know what? That makes sense. Mm-hmm. and here because they're just like there's like yeah so like they're even they're pretty evenly matched yeah and um so it just it's a really cool back and forth and you can kind of see how similar they are just in how they fight and that's that's a really cool thing to to explore visually i guess mm-hmm. um and also we see i love the design of like how the controls of the the mech work like and how like those little panels that like, they look like eyes almost Do yeah you get that vibe yeah they look like eyes in it they're filled with um meteorites like yeah. the like the the whole meteor collection that Suyin had. She took her meteor. Co- she took her meteor. That's just me. Yeah. So that whole meteor collection that um. Her Su-Yin and her father had. probably worked really hard on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that took me a second. <laughs> it's a theory. Um, <laughs> my personal head cannon. Um, anyway. So yeah, and that's that's how she controls it, which is so cool, and it's just like a really interesting design. I have no idea how that would actually work. Um, logistically. Who cares? But who cares? It looks cool. Yeah. That's all that matters. So, and they, they start fighting with them too and it's really cool to see. Like mm-hmm. the meteorite is such like a cool material because it has almost like a very like liquidy property to it. Yeah. Because like you made the comment that it looks almost like the, the poison. Yeah. Um, It's not, but it looked like it and so that it has a really cool effect when you start bending it. Yeah. So I like that. It's just a really cool visual thing. Um, So back in the engine room, we have... um. Makabalin are fighting again, and they are able to take down the um, the levers. The, yeah, the the guys, and then they pull the levers, which is what they were supposed to do. That's what Patar told them. Um, but the whole system has been overridden, and they are unable to control right there. So mm-hmm. they have to figure out a way to um, take this thing down. So Mako's like, "All right, y'all get out of here." I'm going to zap this. I'm going to zap this thing with some lightning. This scene was so nice. It was good because... Um, well, it's kind of like you don't yeah. need to prove that you're awesome. Like, I already know you're awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't. Well, yeah. Like, I know like some comments, like, we, we might trash talk Mako a bit much. I do like him. Yeah. The only time, like, he's... The only time he's a horrible character is when he's broody Mako. Yeah. Or a boyfriend. Yeah. Any other time he... Okay, so if it's not those two, he's great. Yes, exactly. Like Detective Mako. Detective Mako is fantastic. Detective Mako is best And like Mako. I pointed out, like we haven't really gotten much like brother interactions since yes. like season one. Yeah. They're, they're, they've both been doing their own thing. Yeah. They've both been like kind of independent characters, which is kind of nice in that, you know, we don't just focus on them being brothers. They're not kind of a package deal. I think just like... Um, they have their own development, but also we, we don't really get to see a lot of interaction between them. like I forget that they're brothers. Yeah, honestly. I guess like probably like when they went to go see their family in season three, that was a bit... Mm-hmm. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, and but, also probably because like they're not drawn, like they look similar, but they're not drawn like identical. Yeah. So like it's kind of, you just forget sometimes. Yeah. But they're actually... And it was just like a really nice scene. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like a really good scene where where 
just they're being brotherly. And, and I and I was actually concerned because like I'm like if they're gonna kill off any major character, the one I could only see is Mako. Mako. Yeah, he was the one I could see dying. They kind of set it up like that too. So yeah, I'm glad. I, but like, spoiler, he doesn't die. Yeah, he gets injured. He's okay. Yeah, he does get it. His hand gets kind of crispy. <laughs> I was like, I hope Bolin comes and saves him, and then he did. Uh, and that kind of comes full circle too, because you know Bolin tries to make a point to Mako that you don't always have to be, you know, the hero. You don't always have to put yourself out there. And Mako's like, I don't want to argue about this. But in the end, um, Bolin comes back to save them, and he's the real hero here. Well, they're both the hero. They're both the hero. They're both Mako. The you know what? Mako did a good job. Mako did a great job, and Bolin did a great job. And they're both really good. I think it was like partly him and then like whatever Cora did that kind of, you know, caused the the thing mm-hmm. that yeah. happens. Mm-hmm. The thing. That, that you'll bring up as soon as you finish drinking your water. You mean the part where it blows the fuck up? Yeah. <laughs> that probably costs a lot of money. Yeah, boom. Uh, yeah, so Mako is able to, to override the whole thing. And that causes the, the core to explode. And Kuvir and Korra are still fighting, and they go a flying. Hooray! Well, eh. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so this thing explodes. It it just goes crazy. And um, but Korra and Kuvir end up in the. They don't end up in there. They um, kind of end up on the the ground, and uh, uh something happens. Something happens. Yeah. Remember. Yeah. Well, uh, well, I know that they kind of are both unconscious and Kor comes to and she tries to talk to Kavira and Kavira's like, oh, fuck you, and throws a rock at her and runs away and they end up in the woods, the spirit wild. Oh, right, right. There's, I forgot. There was like multiple explosions, weren't there? Yeah, there's a few explosions. All right. Yeah, so they end up in the spirit wilds, which one thing that's also there is uh, the laser thing. The giant laser gun. And she gets like, up on a thing, like on yeah. like mines, really quickly. Yeah. That thing, see, and it's made out of platinum? Yeah. How? I don't know. Is it like the Batman thing? What Batman thing? Like you know, like how like how how did Batman get here? Real quick, answer. He's Batman. Yeah, it's Kuvira. All right. <laughs> how all did I, how did I explain to myself the entire of the Dark Knight Rises? He's Batman. Batman. Yeah. Well, this is Kuvira, so she's able to get it, and she, um, in in a in a fit of probably poor thinking she just like sticks this giant cannon on Korra and tries to blow her up but Korra gets out of the way and so just a bunch of shit that starts blowing up like she tries to get it and I thought like the spirit vines are gonna start fighting back yeah because we kind of had this discussion like you know if uh Kuvira is heading into the the wilds uh, Kuvira's done a lot of shit to piss off the spirits you know kind of maybe the spirits are gonna have their revenge maybe that's was how we're gonna end it I brought back um uh princess and the frog because i started thinking of a dr facilier and yeah. friends on the other side kind of thing got friends, friends on the other, other side. side are you ready yeah na, na, na. are you ready but that's not what happens she no. finds the, the thing um uh, but as the um spirit cannon is going off it starts to interact with all of the spirit vines because they're made of the same material yeah um and they start glowing and uh and then Cora's like hey you should turn that thing off and she's like oh i can i'm like no shit yeah uh, <laughs> what did everybody tell you <laughs> and uh that starts blowing up and then Cora does a thing and uh and the thing starts uh Kavir is about to get blasted but uh Cora steps in to save her and Cora is able to bend 
the spirit energy. So much spirit energy. Which is something that's been alluded to early in the series, um, like in book two, Spirits. So, you know, she had that kind of control over the spirit world. And there's... Well, no, it's something she could always do. It just kind of depend on how well she could do it yeah and then uh in an early episode the one with zaheer he makes a comment about having control over the spirit world or whatever so the avatar being you know kind of part spirit does have that ability to kind of shape spirits and spirit world and so you know she can fucking bend spirit energy which mm-hmm. is some dope shit um <laughs> so and that's what happens and uh but the thing the the energy keeps on growing and it creates this giant explosion that everybody has to run away from. And thankfully, everybody knows how to run yeah, away from things. Yeah, I think this things. was the giant explosion I was thinking about, not the other one. Yeah, yeah. And so you know, everybody knows not to run directly away from it. You you get a, you get you off the path of it. Yes, yeah. thank you. Everybody in the series is not a moron. So thank you. I appreciate that. I don't, you know, I don't mind that when that happens. Because, like, I think, like, at that point, you're just thinking, holy shit, explosion. And then to panic mode. Mm-hmm. So, like, if somebody just, like, runs away from it, I'm not super surprised. Because, mm-hmm. like... You know, you don't know what you're gonna do when you're in a panic mode. That's true. Probably cry a lot. Just <laughs> yeah. fetal position. But this uh, this explosion does has some other effect. It creates a new spirit portal. Ooh! Right in the middle of Republic City. Well, <laughs> that's fine. Look, we got a new airport <laughs> for a vacation. Maybe <laughs> who knows? <laughs> oh my goodness! So. Uh, but uh, once that's cleared, the other characters kind of come out and they're able to, to look around. They start looking for Korra and they can't find her. But the spirits are back now. We see the spirits kind of emerging from the spirit portal. Hey, look, um, the spirits are back. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> thanks for all the help, assholes. Um, so but uh, so Korra and Kavir are nowhere to be found, but we kind of flash to them and they are in the spirit world. Hooray. And they're not dead. And uh, we kind of have this interesting conversation between Korra and Kavira where Korra is trying to convince Kavira that they're similar um that you know there's they have and Kavir's like nah we're nothing alike and then Kavir's like no we a lot alike that's the what this whole season's about <laughs> yeah literally it's called balance that's what this whole thing's about um and uh and so I think it's interesting here that um one note is that they kind of bring up Kavir's backstory a little bit here yeah and she's like, like oh I can't imagine what it's like because you were an orphan your parents abandoned you and Kavir's like hey shut the hell up but like, then you, you were raised like. by a really nice because like wasn't it like uh Sue kind of raised her yeah Sue took her in and raised so her so I was raised her by a really nice lady even though that wasn't your parent they still probably loved you yeah I don't know I'm I'm I, I have feelings yeah okay do you want to talk about them now or later I mean, it's kind of just like the villain thing as a whole. Yeah, we'll talk about that when we talk book four. Okay. How's that? Yeah, because yeah, I have thoughts too, but let's let's uh, finish this I up. like the scene though. Very yeah, nice scene. It is. It is. It is. Well acted. Voice acted. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, well. Janet Varney and uh, Zelda Williams. Fantastic job. Zelda Williams, I can't like, every time, uh, she just does such a great job of Kuvira. I feel like I have to always mention that. Yeah. Because she does. Um, she has to do more voice work. I don't think I've heard her anything recently. Uh, maybe I just don't pay attention. She should be in a Legend of Zelda video game. <laughs> Come full circle. Oh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, they kind of bring up an, an interesting point where, where Kuvira kind of gets, reveals that, that kind of rejection from her parents. And then she's like, oh, you're the Avatar. You, you're adored by millions. Like, you don't understand what it's like to, you know, have people don't want you. And that's kind of how that, and we can see that's kind of some of the motivation um, for why she took up um, uh, kind of, heading up the the earth kingdom or yeah the she earth was like Empire. wanted to be adored not not even that but she didn't want the the avatar was missing and sue wasn't stepping up to 
um, take over when the Earth Queen was killed. So it felt like the the nation itself was being cast aside. So she didn't want to see that because it was oh, kind of paralleled her being cast aside. Yeah. So that's like that's why she took that up. Yeah. So which is interesting. Um, I'm going to talk more about that later. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I don't have like super strong. It's not like super strong feelings about it. Yeah, it's just like a little bit of feelings. Yeah. Um, and so, um, but outside of the spirit portal, we see kind of team avatar looking. is walking around and looking for Korra. Um, but Korra and Kuvira emerge from the spirit portal and, uh, Kuvira basically says, uh, we're done. We're done here. Like we good. And they're able to take Kuvira, um, under arrest. And I thought I, I was kind of thinking she was going to die. Yeah. Mainly cause like, if you think about it, most of the villains have died in this show. Yeah. 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 Like, only Zaheer is still alive. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, is she going to die? Mm-hmm. But she didn't need to. She didn't need to die. I just thought she was gonna. Yeah. But she didn't. And no. that, that's interesting. But anyway, we saved the day and we got a new spirit portal. Yay. Now the people of Repulsive City don't have to travel to, like, the North or South Pole mm-hmm. for their spirit world vacations. <laughs> Speaking of vacations. Um, well, no, we, we got to get to something else. We got, yeah. So so then we transition into a lovely wedding. Yay. Uh, Julia and Varric finally get married. With Belen officiating. Belen's officiating. How is he? How, how did he get ordained? The answer is internet. Is there internet in this universe? <laughs> Maybe he invented it for the sole purpose of getting ordained so he could marry these two. <laughs> um. <laughs> it was a nice wedding. It was a very nice wedding. They had some nice vows for each other. It was just cute. Mm-hmm. They're they very cute. Um, it's a big wedding. We see a ton of characters that we know there, like yeah. all like the Tenzin and his family, um, some some leaders of some nations. Uh, the Beifongs are there. Just a lot of people. Um, and then, yeah. So they kiss the bride, and it's all good. And then we see that there's the party afterward. Um, also, I'm not sure if you noticed that band had a ton of familiar characters in it. Yeah. We, we had Tano, um, who was playing the trumpet. We had the the two idiot cops were in that band. Oh, okay. Uh, we had Hasuk was in there. He was playing the clarinet. Hasuk was all the way from book one. Yeah. Um, I kind of like with animation that you can just, like, get a character back, and you don't have to, like, get, a, get the voice actor. Yeah, exactly. We, we can't afford Rami Malek. <laughs> we'll just put this face in there. <laughs> Was this a robot on at this point? Uh, I think so. No. Or, well, he's, I mean, Ron Malik's still been in a bunch of things before that. Yeah, but though. it didn't get super big till Mr. Robot. Yeah, true. He's about to be Freddie Mercury now. In that new biopic. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's playing Freddie Mercury. Good for him. I like him. Oh, good. He's pretty. Job, he is pretty. You know, he's um, a twin brother. Yeah, I think I saw that before. On Jimmy, I saw on Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> we're almost done. We're getting distracted. Um... <laughs> So anyway, yeah, there's a there's a ton of characters here that pop up. It's good, and then we finally see the baby again. He's not a baby. He's not a baby. Where's he's so he been? Old. He's so big. Like who was taking care of this child when all this shit was going Where down? Where's this kid? They just wrote him out of the show, so they didn't have. You to You could have had him with his mother. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I'm oh, like they did like models. They did kind of look about like three. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, um, so um, also we never found out if the baby wasn't it was the Airbender or not. Oh yeah, we never found that out. I feel like since the spirits have happened, probably. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, there's a there's a good chance of him being an airbender. So, and then we see um, Mako uh, starts talking to Wu, and you know says like, "Hey, you did a good job out there." So you know it's gonna be whatever good good job. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then uh, Cora kind of walks when they start talking. And then we find out that Wu uh, doesn't really want to be the king of Ba Sing Se or the Earth Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, he thinks uh, democracy is way better. He's, he's like, he's done with this, you know. <laughs> he's and he likes the idea of democracy yeah and we're all like yay yay <laughs> democracy good, good for you usa the earth USA. kingdom will finally not be corrupted yay well uh, probably still corrupt because it's the earth kingdom <laughs> or the earth nation what are they gonna call it now probably the earth earth republic because they're gonna earth do Repu- it's, probably yeah it's gonna be like a it's gonna be like well, a state they would be like independent cities yeah independent states yeah that under a republic they said like the united republic so it's basically going to be like the u.s <laughs> all right well make of that what you will um anyway so uh and then we have a moment with um mako and uh cora and or they don't get back together they don't get back together yay thank god sometimes there's like a little moment there we're like wait a minute where is this going oh no we're good no friendship <laughs> friendship that's oh. so much better Listen, Mako could probably find, like, a lovely woman who he will, like, actually get along with yeah. and, like, be a good boyfriend to. Probably keep him in check. Also, no, you know it would be nice if just, like, he finds the girl he really likes and he's, like, realizing he's going to fuck it up. And then Cora and Sam, you're like, you're going to fuck it up. <laughs> Let us help you. That would be great. Do, like, a Cyrano de Bergerac thing. <laughs> nice. I feel like it could work. He was nice with Asami until he fucked it up. Until he ruined it, yeah. I just like remembering like that one scene where they were on a date and uh, he was talking about the scarf. Oh yeah, remember that? And I'm just he's like, like being really emo about his scarf. Oh, I remember emo Mako. Emo Mako, we don't miss him at all. I miss him. I mean, I don't miss him, but he was better than boyfriend Mako. True. True. Um, but Mako did a good job in this episode. He did, but Mako kind of tells Cora that he's always going to be loyal to her and he would always follow her in the battle. And he's like, I will always have your back. And Cora's like, oh, yeah, that's nice. Friendship. We are really wrapping up here, huh? Um, so Cora's kind of standing out looking at the new spirit portal and uh, Tenzin comes in and they have a very nice talk here. Um, just kind of recap, really recapping everything. And it's a really good, um, uh, student mentor kind of, kind yeah. of talk here, which is really good. Um, Tenzin talks to her about like Raiko's plans to expand the city, blah, 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 blah. Anything good here? Um, I think Cora talked about like how like she needed to actually feel what suffering was before. Yeah. She could like understand compassion and that's why like she didn't need to kill Kuvieras because she understands compassion now. Right. Tensing a character arc from oh. like the hot-headed Cora to this like nice mellow Cora. Yeah. Good job, it's, Joe. It's just a really touching kind of conversation. You only have. fucked it up once. <laughs> and it looks like the episode's about to end. Until did it? did it? I didn't think it was gonna end. <laughs> Sami shows up and she looks on. She's point. so pretty. I love her. Love of my life. That Sami dress Sato. is great. God, she's so pretty. Um. Anyway, so Asami comes in and interrupts. This is payback for remembrances. That that whole episode. <laughs> anyway, um, Asami comes up and tells Tenzin that Varric's trying to use a glider suit, and Tenzin's like, "Oh no!" and like runs off, and then. Uh, um, Kora and Asami kind of sit together and they have a moment where uh, Korra wants to apologize for um, being gone for three years and Asami, you know, and it's very nice. And uh, They hug and it's hug, adorable. Yeah, yeah uh, Asami it talks about how she, you know, she wouldn't have been able to handle losing her father and Korra in the same day. And they hug. Who wouldn't? Oh, yeah. And, then, and it's like, it's sweet. It's a nice hug. Yeah, it's so nice. Oh, and God. then we mentioned the vacation thing. Yeah. And then... Um, they 
you know, they mentioned that, you know, after all this, all this shit that's went down, they could really go on a vacation. And of course, like, hell yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah. go. Like, where do you want to go? Let's just the two of us. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's always like, oh, we go to the spirit world. Great idea. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's what they do. And the series closes on them going on a vacation to the spirit world. Yeah. And I'm like, finally, <laughs> we get somebody gets to go on a vacation. It's nice. Yeah. They they it's a really the the closing scene is is few moments is really beautiful the music is amazing yeah um and if you listen to the music it's the last few notes close on um the the ending theme of avatar oh i don't remember yeah we'll have to uh, i'll have to replay it for you okay Um, but it's uh like that part like destroys me inside every time because like (laughs) (laughs) i'm huge with musical motifs like i i I always pick up on musical motifs so like when i heard that for the first time i was like oh my god (laughs) And it and um yeah but but yeah so Cor and Sami they they hold hands and, and they, they go walk, on a vacation and they, they, they leave off in the spirit world and that's it yeah oh, I'm really emotional guys just thinking about this. anything you want to talk about specifically because uh, we haven't really just we've alluded to it but haven't actually discussed we it. haven't talked about this no we haven't so um guys if you haven't figured it out already SS Korasami is fucking canon hell yeah what are your thoughts Dara. So, I, I, I knew about this. <laughs> oh, the, the real spoiler here is that you knew about this. I knew about this. Like, I don't, when did you think, like, when did you, like, think that I knew about this? You told me you knew about this. Did before I? Before we started the series, yeah. Oh, Imagine. I forgot that I told you about that. Yeah. Because I knew about, I literally knew about this since the show ended. Yeah. Because everybody. It was a big thing. Everybody it was, was huge. Like, for the most part, nothing about the show was spoiled for me, except for that. <laughs> the big ending thing. The big yeah. thing, the Korosami thing. And I'm like, oh, that's cute. And, uh. I think also you posted about it too on Facebook. So it was partially your fault. I I did. I you didn't have to read it. I didn't even. I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't read. Ma- I didn't make a post. It was canon. I um I posted an article. Yeah, you wrote. Yeah, but so yeah, I, this was like the one thing that I knew about. That's why I'm just kind of like, oh well, I knew this was gonna happen. Yeah, but it was it was. I think like because like I I did read like a couple articles like when it first came out like how they handled it and basically said like everybody said they handled it as well as. Nickelodeon probably or like the creative yes. probably could with Nickelodeon yeah. yeah they handled it as well as they could because like you know probably Nickelodeon didn't want to have to you know deal with the lesbian thing <laughs> um so yeah so just like from a from a fan perspective here um this was super interesting when this first came out like I said this came out December 19th my birthday um 2014 and when it first came out that ending people um some people were like oh this is this. Oh, I hit my microphone. Okay. People are like, oh, this is this. Like, this is... Um, canon. This is a canon ship thing. This is a romantic gesture. That end where they hold hands and they look at each other. Yeah, and they yeah, yeah. The spirit world. This well, is a total, Yeah, that's pretty obvious. It's, yeah, it's a romantic gesture. And some people are like, no, no, they're just doing it like as friends because people are terrible. Um, and like, no, it doesn't mean it's canon. And so for a couple of days, like, um, people are like throwing this back and forth. But then on Tumblr, um, both creators of the show, Brian Kanitsko and Mike DiMartino, um, both made posts about it. Basically said, saying, yeah, the, the title of the one was Korosami is canon. <laughs> get over it <laughs> um and they talked about kind of what it was like and how um this the them to getting together was kind of planned um they started talking about it at the end of book two and then book three they were like oh we're gonna do this i was about to ask like when did they start planning this like was it book four or book three uh book three i think Cause so that, yeah because i was gonna say like and this is why like i kind of wish sort of that this show was 22 episodes because i feel like they could have maybe 
alluded to it slightly better. Again, I know yeah. that they were constricted, so like I'm not right. blaming anybody. And they have like a lot of plot. Like I feel like this show might have. I've, I kind of wonder what would the show be like if it was, like, it's like maybe except for season one. Yeah. If, like, the rest of the seasons were 22 episodes. Yes. Although then we'd have to do a 22 episodes of book two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, no, but one downside. and two are, like, you know, like, whatever, how long they were. Yeah. And then the last two are 22 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. The end! There it is. But, but yeah, no, I, no, I agree. They, they, they probably could have done it a little better, but they were restricted. They were, like, um, if we think about how much technical constrictions that there were with, like, the budget yeah. and the fact that, you know, kids' shows are not the best when it comes to LGBT stuff. Well, they've gotten so, just in the past three years, so much better. True. They, it's like, it's, it's, I feel like when people look back at this, they're, like they're gonna be like, what they could have done so much better. Look at all these shows. Um, for example, even another Nickelodeon show just um, kind of low key introduced LGBT character in one of their cartoons. I think it's uh, uh, the Loud House. Did the Loud House do it? Yes. Um, which is also yeah. Um, but then, but like right after this came out, kind of Steven Universe kind of struck a huge stride oh, yeah, I heard with that was a thing. ton. Of, yeah. So Steven Universe has a ton of LGBT characters. Basically, well, I say a ton, but. I mean, yeah. not, maybe like for the next uh, Avatar show, they can actually like show them like maybe a wedding picture with them if they're still together, which I hope Aww, they are. That'd be so and nice. like maybe you could say they adopted a child. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so nice. Anyway, but um, what was I trying to say with this? Oh, yeah. So when people look back at this, they're they're not going to I'm not sure they'll be able to realize how big it was in that moment when it came out um, and how this was basically not unheard of because it, it had been happening. I think Adventure Time had had been more probably on the most progressive in the end of, of shows that were coming out during this time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the shows that came out like right after this um, kind of were a little more upfront with it. Um, I'm especially thinking about Steven Universe and there's a couple more that I know have done it, but I can't remember off the top of my Steven head. Steven Universe on Disney or Nickelodeon? Cartoon Network. Ah, uh, I feel like... Cartoon Network is way more, allows Cartoon, a lot more. I feel like Cartoon Network kind of like, like, cause like Nickelodeon, I think like it might've changed. I haven't watched Nickelodeon since I was a kid. But, like, that's, like, super kiddie, kid-friendly. And, like, Cartoon Network feels like it isn't. Mm-hmm. It might have been at a point. Cartoon Network, they, they, they have a lot more range with their shows. Like, their more popular shows are rated TVPG as opposed to Nickelodeon Disney, which have their main shows as TVY7. Yeah, um, so. Yeah, they, they have a lot more room to kind of play around with there, I feel. Uh, another th- things oh, things I want to uh, make sure that we um, clear. Uh, during, um, in those kind of, post uh we want to make it clear that uh Cora and Asami are bisexual they are not are lesbians they? yes that that's what the creators say like they um they're not kind of discounting okay. their relationships with Mako like they're they are both well um, I mean, no, to I men mean, and women I yeah, that kind of works yeah no, no I wasn't think I, I kind of just like you know it was kind of thing where like oh yeah like they dated Mako and they you know obviously they both cared about him and like we're into it but then there's just like that thing where it's like I don't know. I'm not really great with like spectrum stuff. I was, yeah. I guess I wasn't thinking like straight. I don't know if I was thinking like straight up lesbian. It's just like you know, two people fall in love. Yeah, yeah. That's I how mean, I kind of. It's think all of- like a spectrum. So it, you you can be as vague with it as you want. But um, some people be like, oh my god, they're lesbians, and you're like technically, you know, they're they're bisexual. I was. I so guess like, I want to make that a point. There's like a bunch there. of stuff, especially in the '90s, where like somebody would like. I'm thinking of things of a couple shows that were like they were the character was straight for a while, and mm-hmm. like they only, like they not only just dated like the opposite sex but we're only into that and then yeah. they put them with like somebody of the same sex and then they just like said they were gay yeah well that's, and that's like a 90s thing yeah and, and, and 
in a lot of the past, bisexual representation in media is like kind of sucked because uh, it's because there's like the stereotype bisexual people are like super promiscuous or something I or like it doesn't I, exist I or it's just a code for you're going to be gay later basically I, I remember when i believed that stereotype i don't anymore good good i'm glad because, you know <laughs> i read i read about it <laughs> read a book <laughs> or like watch some videos of people who are bisexual were dating somebody yeah like i have heard the joke i've heard this one joke about bisexual people saying like eventually they pick a side oh no no no, no it's just like a joke saying like a, like they fall and they might like fall in love with like the one and it's gonna it might it's probably gonna be like somebody of like the one sex yeah well i mean obviously it I, think mo- it was, I mean most people are monogamous so you know you're gonna end up with one but that doesn't mean you're gonna be exclusively attracted to that one for the rest for one no, no, side no. quote unquote for the rest of your life I forget where I heard that joke from, but it was actually kind of, it was like, it was yeah. like, the whole thing was funny. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but, oh, but a, a point I want to make here is that, um, talking about how progressive kids shows have gotten in the past three years and how it's, it's, you know, might make this look not as progressive in, in the long run. Um, this is still the first, uh, non, um, or should I say LGBT, uh, protagonist in a kid's show. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because if you think all these other shows, they're always the side characters. They're not the main character. True. Yeah, so all these other shows, like, you can have a ton of, you know, not straight characters, but this is, I, and I'm talking about uh, kids' animation exclusively, and or just kids' shows in general, because trying to think that all the main, they always have the main character usually being straight, maybe um, sometimes white, too, and, um, and then... All the other characters are like the quote unquote diverse characters, but mm-hmm. this is um, we have a, a queer woman of color as a main character, and this is awesome as a protagonist. So I really want to take a moment to kind of just highlight that and say, you know, I still have yet to see that. So, bam. Yeah, and two people who are totally progressive in what they in their spectrum stuff. We got Kaylin over here. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I'm like resident queer, <laughs> resident queer Kaylin Clark. and me, who is. You know, not that interesting <laughs> when it comes to her sexuality. Yeah, that's all right. I know what I like. Hey, you know what you like. I know what I like. It's all good. It's all good. Anyway, so yeah, so so we got a chance to talk about that. I think I kind of hijacked that just because that's something that's important to me. Well, you um, know more about it than I did, so. Yeah, so have any other thoughts on that? On the whole thing? Or just that that's particular, then we'll kind of go back and, and I mean, talk it's good. I like, I mean, it. I'm happy about it, like. Cause like it seems like it seemed like for a long time like we everybody's like we gotta shelter our kids from these queer people, <laughs> yeah. Cause that's it's 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 all disgusting and you gotta like it's that all they do is just you know have sex all the time and I'm like I mean that was probably the case like when they had to like be in the deep deep in the closet yeah. But now it's like we're more open and you know it's better yeah. Woo progress. It's better for people because like now like it's okay like. I'm like, I mean, my thing is just like, I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. You're happy? Cool. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. So like, and like, I kind of like the kids shows are kind of realizing I'm like, oh no, like we don't actually like, Grant, there's the, some people out there who are like, we need to shelter our kids. Well, yeah, it's, it's still like, you know, not great with a lot of the, the parents out there, but the people who are making shows these days aren't like, aren't straight. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's, I mean, like, we're yeah, in, it's those artsy types. There, Hello. There are the parents out there who like, really don't give a shit and like, they want their kids to be exposed to everything. Yeah. To probably like, in case like, their kid needs to like, come out one day and then yeah. like, they'll be, it's not even like, coming out because like, they'll, they'll be okay with it. Right. Exactly. Like, like, stuff like this is, is so important for little kids because this is, it's a kid's show and when you see this, it's like, yeah, 
yeah, so it's it's interesting. Also, the 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 people who saw Korosami coming is super interesting. It's it's definitely a like people who I, I feel like are not straight are like oh yeah like saw it coming like a mile away just because it's easier to pick up on those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like people who maybe aren't or who are, aren't surrounded by um, a lot of like LGBT stuff don't won't get it as easily um, because it's like. Uh, because we're so used to seeing narratives with romance go a certain way in mm-hmm. shows like guy meets girl they do this or they look at each other like this and we know um, but because we can't do that a lot sometimes with with the younger shows you have to kind of look for it in different ways and that is kind of apparent with how people would respond to when the series and like that wasn't romantic at all and other people mm-hmm. being like oh yeah it was <laughs> listen look I there's only I just there's I do feel a bit bad yeah for you <laughs> you don't get to be with Asami I'm so sorry, honey. It's all right. I, listen, I, I'm a huge Korosami shipper, so I'll take it. If <laughs> Asami Sato is only allowed to be with one other person if it's not me, and that's Cora, so we're good. <laughs> I just want Asami to do my hair, honestly. Honestly. Oh, God, I love her so much. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so, so let's uh, – um, I think we spent enough time on that. So let's talk about other stuff from book four as a whole. All right. There's a lot to talk about here. Where do we start? I, I think know. we had some um, – let's talk about the antagonist. I think we both had some thoughts about that. Yes. Um, let's I talk was, about I've Kuvira. been thinking about this last couple of days like yes. when I thought about her. Okay, so I don't know if people are going to get mad at me about this. No, go. Go for it. I think she's like the second worst, but she's way better than Unalak. Right. Yes. Like, she's, like, up to, yeah. but I still, but, like, I think Amon and the Awesome Gang were better. Yeah, so, so give me some reasons. Let, let's rank them out. Here's and, the thing. I like them. the fact that there's a female antagonist. Yes. Because we don't get much of those. Mm-hmm. Although, hint for our next show, there's going to be a lot of them. Oh, I'm excited. Fair amount. Well, yeah, fair amount. And uh, I like the fact that she is a stone-cold bitch. Yeah. But I think my biggest problem is just, like, I never fully understood her motivations. Right. And, like, at the end, it just kind of, like, I we got her motivation, but it felt really, like, it dumped on us. And it was just kind of like, oh, like, she just, like, I just, like, I'm like, what? Did, why did she want to take over the Earth Kingdom? Because mm-hmm. it didn't, like, feel like there was a good reason. Like, everybody else, even Unalak, like, despite how terrible he was, like, his motivation was that he was evil. Yeah. Which is a bad, <laughs> basically. Which is bad. <laughs> but, like, with her, I'm just kind of like, I, I don't get her motivation. Like, at the end, where they were basically explaining just, like, you felt like the Earth Kingdom was like being abandoned by everybody, mm-hmm. especially this like woman who raised you, and so like and like you were abandoned, so you didn't want that to happen. But that felt really like dumped on us, and like it didn't feel like we like learned that until just that. Like we knew, yes, like, exactly. We knew that her parents abandoned her, but like she was raised by Sue, who obviously loved her, mm-hmm. and it just didn't feel right. Yeah, and like I didn't understand like why all these people like were like going with her. I don't know. But, like, with the, I think the reason that, like, I do like her is just the fact that, like, mainly just, like, the way that, like, they portrayed her as, like, just, like, this, like, stone yes. of a woman. Yeah. And Zelda Williams did a really good job with that. Yes. And that's why I liked her, because, like, I just liked her personality. But, like, everybody else, like, I either, like, with Amon and the Awesome Gang, mm-hmm. I, I, like, I liked them. I thought they were interesting, and I understood why they were doing what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And with Gooby Wright, it's, like, I didn't until too late and even then i'm kind of just like and even the idea of like oh the balancing like she's a lot like horror i'm like yeah but i felt like you didn't really give that away until the last minute like yes I, like i said if i feel like the show was if the season was 22 episodes they probably could have done that yeah and maybe you know not cut the budget 
<laughs> right. I kind of feel bad. I felt bad for saying that, but like, I feel like if they had the budget that they wanted and maybe could do longer seasons, yeah, it would have. She would have been a much better villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree with everything you just said. Hooray! Uh, that's a, yeah, that's awesome. You t- touched on like all of my points. Yeah, because it yeah, it's so weird because they the the thing with the the awesome gang the red lotus gang was that like you were supposed to not know what they wanted until the very end because they were constantly being like well what is that you want like i don't understand and they were purposefully keeping it a secret until those last few episodes and here we didn't need that um this season we you know we could have had that reasoning early on and it wasn't and they don't have to spoon feed it to us but we're supposed to be able to draw it ourselves and they didn't really spell it out until those last few minutes when they're like oh crap we need a reason we can throw it out there well, the, the like, whole thing with drawing comparisons to Kuvir's backstory um we could have had that in a flashback in like earlier episodes we could have seen like maybe like a second of like Kuvira being young and we're like and some kind of parallel be like oh she actually she does because this is a direct result of this moment when she was a kid or something like that we really don't see it yeah and I lost my train of thought. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. And like they meant, I would say there was like the one episode, uh, I think it was like the Battle of Zafu or something where they mentioned that like, obviously your parents, was it was abandoned, right? Like they didn't die. Right. She was abandoned. That That's her whole thing. She's like, even her own parents didn't want her. She got like abandonment, which is fine. But like, and the fact that like Sue was like, she was basically raised with the family or just like Sue kind of took care of her. Um, I don't know. I don't know the exact situation. Probably like raised with the fan. I imagine. I'm not even sure if she's raised at like like a kid or like just as a protege kind of thing. So I don't really know. Yeah. So like if she was like raised like with Sue as like kind of like the mother figure, I feel like Sue was probably good like mother figure like like that. And like it just seemed like okay. Well then why are you like a, why? I mean I get like obviously being abandoned kind of sucks. But like I feel like if you have somebody who probably loved you your entire life, I don't know. I don't really. I've never been abandoned by my parents. <laughs> I don't know the exact feeling. Can't relate. <laughs> but yeah, but like, I don't even, like how young was she? If she was like, like a kid, I kind of get it more. Mm-hmm. But if she was like a baby or like a toddler, you might not even remember. Yeah. And like the fact that she was like, well, like Sue wouldn't like help rule the earth. Kingdom, so I'm going to do it. I'm just like, okay. Yeah. And that like makes sense, but they definitely didn't, they could, they could, it could have been paced out better. As far and explained, I kind of felt like they're more fo- focused on Cora. You know why? Did, oh my god, why didn't they like? Because like Cora was like trying to get better. They could have just like done like a balancing where they were kind of like showing both of them, mm-hmm. and like there could have been like plot points. They probably could have just there was. I mean, there was a good plot points, but like I feel like this season might have been a bit more interesting if they kind of did like a thing where they focused mainly on Kuvira and Cora and oh, showing yeah. them kind of like her getting better and like understanding Kuvira and then like seeing. The balance that they those need. constant parallels between yeah. the two instead of I feel like, like that probably yeah. like that like been a, cool. there was some, I mean like the plot there was some other plot lines of like cities getting captured like that whole thing yeah that were good and like I enjoyed them but I'm kind of just like okay like right maybe this would have been better yeah yeah that's good no that would have been really that would have been really cool to see well, I think like having this those is why I should const- write television <laughs> get on this Daryl let's go <laughs> let's write a show. No. Oh my god. Um, I feel like we probably could because like I'm pretty good at like coming up with ideas, and you're a way better writer than I am. <laughs> I'm a half decent writer. I like to think. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree with everything you said. That's really awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
I know. Now I'm trying to think, like, where I put, because I think in all of the, oh, we should probably talk about this more in our live stream, but I think out of all the antagonists, I know that Red Lotus gang is the best. They are, yes. Uh, but then second place, I, I switch between Kuvira and Amon. Certain things, one does better than the other. I think they, they go back and forth for me, personally. Um, I mean, so, yeah. I get, hmm. yeah. I just, I really liked Amon, and I just like the way he, like, like held himself. Mm-hmm. And um, again, on like Uvira, like they did like a whole backstory with him, and I understood why he hated benders. Yeah, that was his whole thing. Even though yeah. he was a bender, and like I fully understood why he was doing what he was doing. Right. And, and so, yeah. Um, so that yeah, so that was that's kind of my thing. Like again, like I would I think Uvira is like a worse, but she's not a bad villain. No. And another thing you mentioned that that another thing I really love about her, she's so like. To kind of being that stone cold bee um yeah is that like yeah she doesn't she doesn't showcase emotions and that's i feel like so rare for a female character yeah because <laughs> females are like oh usually paired as being more emotional even when um even female antagonists are i feel like are always kind of in so many narratives are kind of um spurned like um See, like that lo- kind of phrasing, like, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Like, mm-hmm. it's always because, like, somebody did something to a woman and then she becomes a villain. Even if she's, like, badass, it's still because, you know, somebody fucked her over, usually a man. And this isn't like that at all. Like, she is completely independent of anyone else. And even in her most kind of vulnerable moments, even when we see her in the scenes with um, Vitar Jr., I like even at the emotional part, she doesn't really, she's not emotional. You can tell she has emotion, but she's not overly emotional. I think that that's really cool and something that we don't get to see. That a was lot. the story I was, I was wondering if she's actually like in love with him or just like faking it. I think she, I, she was to an extent, but I think she's more married to her cause. And so it was way easier, probably easier than it should have been for her to be like, okay, this is more important. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's good. Um, what are some other book four things that we want to talk about? I don't know. I mean, there was it, it was a good it was good. Yeah. I, I still think I I won't really talk about this as a whole, but um, I kind of like that whole thing of like horror and like the PTSD thing and like having to deal with that and like the fact that it wasn't just getting the metal out that was the yeah. problem mm-hmm. and that it did actually take like a pr- it took a good chunk of the season for her to fully. Get better. Also, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Cause I keep forgetting about it, and like I probably, I, it might be more of a live stream thing. Yeah, but I feel like I'm gonna forget if I don't That's say okay. it now. Yeah, is she's connected back with her other avatar spirits, and if not, is there gonna be another avatar? There's, there's gonna be another avatar. That's yeah, and the other avatars are, I feel like are, are there. I think probably, uh, like, but av- she just she, she, the connection's just severed. And so I think it's still severed. Uh, we don't really get closure on that. That's another thing that I always forget about, that we never get closure on that. She she doesn't reconnect with her past lives. Yeah, I was not confused. Um, but the Avatar spirit is still going, as long as, like, Rava is connected to the So then, like, with the, the next Avatar, is, she only gonna be connect- is they only going to be connected to Korra? I don't know. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll cover that in our pitches. <laughs> I just, like, literally, like, after, because I thought that was, like, a big deal, and then we never brought it up again. Yeah. I know yeah. more shit was going on, but that's besides the point. Mm-hmm. A lot of shit was going on. Yeah. A lot of shit was going down. Um, yeah. What are some things that, what are, what stands out to you of this season? What, what in this season specifically stands out to you? Well, there was the this awful seasons? clip show. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Tell me more. It was so bad. And we just like 
recap stuff I didn't care about. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, just, it feels like the season just kind of happened. Yeah. Like it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad or anything. I don't know. It was a good. It was a solid season. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It kind of sucks that like I feel like because of like I feel like if they had their budget, yeah, it could have been a ton better, but it wasn't. Yeah. Like I might. I think I like it's better than season one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was good. Like I liked. I like the thing of like exploring PTSD. I just kind of. I guess I wish there was more. Yeah, because it felt like they had a lot of ideas yes. and not enough time right. to do them. Yeah, every the, most of the problems stemming from I think this um, season comes with just not having enough, just not exploring things enough. Being like, oh, this is a really cool tangent. Let's go into it more, but we don't have enough time to do it. Okay, <laughs> which is like kind of the like I kind of hate that when it comes to when shows do that where they explore yeah. something and then they don't. But like there was enough stuff that they did explore and concluded, right? Especially like the PTS. Uh, I hearing about that comment. Somebody said it was like PTSS, and I yeah, keep forgetting PTSS. what. Yeah, yeah. So, and that was. I feel like that was actually pretty well handled, mm-hmm. considering. And like, I thought that they weren't going to handle it well for a while, and then they did. And I'm like, great. Yeah. So, but then yeah, this, it was good. There might have been also like too much, too much fighting this season. I feel like I kind of like the fighting was good, but I kind of wanted more like characters. Yeah, yeah. I like. Uh, this show has such good fight scenes, though. Like, they do. It's, it's, they're so creative, too, because not a lot of shows have, like, the really um, have the concept of bending because it's not just people controlling elements, like, you know, X-Men style. It is um, – it's using martial art as a way to control bending, which is, you know, not super common. So the the more we get to see of that, I'm fine with that. That's just me. Dude, is there an X-Men that can control all the elements? Why the fuck not? Rami Malek can in the fucking Breaking Dawn movie, <laughs> the Twilight movie. I didn't see that. <laughs> I've only seen two of them. Yeah, the very last one. I think uh, I'm pretty sure it's Rami Malek. I know he's in it. Yeah, yeah, he's he plays. There's a lot he of plays good... Ben, the guy who can control the other ones. Actually, I've never seen the movie. I read the book though. Why did you read the book? the book? I was like 13. Give me so a break. So was I, and I still <laughs> only read. Listen, I've only read like two of those. I read two of those books, and I've only seen two of the movies. Mm-hmm. Although I feel like I should probably sell them eventually. <laughs> Probably eventually. I do love myself because, like, literally, I first heard about the books and then I saw the teaser for the first movie. Yeah. And I realized how the book was going to end. And oh, then okay. I read the book and I was pretty much right. Nice. Nice. Oh, Twilight. <laughs> remember that time? I remember, th- I remember uh, it. Yeah. That was a solid, not solid time. <laughs> Those actors are doing fine. They're, they're doing all right. Some of them are. Yeah, sure um like what else oh what are some things that you really didn't like about the season there was a clip show there's a- <laughs> there's nothing i didn't I, I, hmm. it wasn't anything i super disliked it wasn't anything like i loved yeah it was kind of like it was a good solid season mm-hmm. like it's probably a couple episodes like i would go back to and stuff yeah but it was just it was a solid season mm-hmm. i like the fact that somebody's finally going on a vacation after Yay! All of this crap. Yay! Hopefully, you know, Coronasami will adopt a beautiful little baby. That's that's basically. Or maybe they even maybe they have uh, in vitro there. (laughs) Who knows? It's the Avatar. Look, anything anything is possible. Here's the thing. Here's the biggest problem with like Coronasami being together is like they need and hopefully they have in vitro because we need those Asami genes to keep going. God, yes, we do. Hello. Give that's the, the only thing sweet, sweet so that's why i genes. hope like i hope those genes still exist and like core is pretty like core is definitely pretty too but like I, we need more people with asami hair oh god i love asami anyway 
Oh, yeah. Keeping it in my pants. Um, so... <laughs> Um, fuck, what was I saying? Anyway. Um, what are your thoughts on this season? Do you agree with uh, me or? Yeah, no, uh, things that stand out that I love. Um, Cory Is that it? <laughs> I was a huge, listen, I was a huge Cory Sami ship when this show first came out. When I did think, that ship, like, start? Was, like, right away? Uh, like, was- I think it started out as kind of like a, a crack ship, uh, in the first season. And then after the first season ended, and, like, and everybody was kind of done with Cora Maki, everyone's like, wait, guys, why don't we just, like take the two girls and ship them together and everyone's like holy shit that's genius let's do it and so i think book between book two and book three uh it started getting a lot of traction and then when book three premiered and they had that moment in the first episode everyone's like oh hell yes oh hell yes and i think i did that i think it was after the first season was over i'm like this is dumb i want to get another ship and then i was like oh now i ship this great awesome and then i haven't left since so it's been a great ride everyone i'm having a real good time also quick question which has nothing to do with the show (laughs) what i like not the drug crack but what does like crack mean oh like a crack ship a crack ship is like um well i see like videos that say like this show and then crack and i'm like that what does that mean okay there's there's different things crack has a lot of different uh meanings in fandom but um a crack ship is like a ship that um is kind of like has no basis absolutely no basis and a lot of times it's done for shits and giggles um when you see a show crack it's usually um a comedic video with like audio clips from like different shows or like comedy things and then dubbed over um oh. a show so that those are your two different types i of just crack. thought it was like if they weren't if it wasn't actually canon you just called it a ship and then if it became canon you just called it a canon no. Or I know there's like AU, which is like alternate universe. Yeah, no, a ship is a ship in general is just a relationship. So a ship can be canon or non-canon. It can be ridiculous. It can be a slash ship. Slash is kind of like crack, but slash is usually sexual, uh, right? Yeah, basically. I knew that. Um, As you guys can see, I don't read any fanfic. <laughs> I'm like a, I've been yeah I've been I just like I've been t- since 2004. See, my type of thing is just like I like what the show does. Yeah, like if ever I'm gonna like imagine like any fanfic i'm usually just gonna put myself in it <laughs> i do like self-insert stuff it's just like you showing up to the plot with like uh, starbucks and having like hey guys what did i miss well no i i put myself in it as a character with powers obviously oh, duh. obviously but i don't really write it down it's just kind of like i'm just gonna like when i'm like bored just like yeah. think about it you know why not yeah because like you know it's my mind who cares yeah but uh <laughs> so i don't really and like and my other thing is just kind of like if it's like as long, if it's in the show i'm just like all right yeah I mean, sometimes I hate it, but, like, for the most part, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to stick with what the show does or the movie yeah. or the – I don't really read anything else. Yeah. Um, That's kind of my thing. That's why I'm not really into fanfic. Like, I appreciate it. Some of them are probably really real, well written. Yeah. Like, there's a Zootopia comic out there. Stop. Oh, God, Dara. We left that in 2017. We did not bring that with us in 2018. Not that evil. Keep it there. Don't let the past die. I didn't read it. I just, like, watched the Bobby Reloaded video of it. Or Hugo and Jake, whatever they're called now. Yeah. And, like, it doesn't seem seem anti-abortion, though. It just seems like these two people should have had a conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, out there, if you're in a relationship with somebody... And it's going somewhere. Have a conversation about children. <laughs> Whether you want them or not, you need to have that conversation. Oh, my God. Okay. Yep. We're not going to talk about this. Can hey, we, we have a comment corner, don't we? Uh, we do. Uh, we How do. Long I, don't think I, I, I don't think I talked about um, – did I talk about my negatives for – No. Well, oh, that, you didn't. My I'm... negatives for this season, I think I can sum up with is – stuff that I want in the overall series. We'll talk about that in the live stream. So that's a plug for the live stream, everyone. January 21st. 
uh, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Anyway, send us your questions. Yep. Um, so speaking of questions and comments, we have a comment corner. Da -da 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 I got to my laptop Almost at 50,000 total views. Oh, shit. Thanks, everyone. There's one about the baby. I don't know if he's had that one. <laughs> What's, yeah, read the baby one. Uh, here's the thing that gets me. Pema, Pema had he had the baby in the last season, and it was confirmed that this one starts three years after Cora's fight with the Red Lotus. So why is Sensen's baby still a baby? He or she should be walking taller by now three years after the birth. Do you think we would notice the Galodian? <laughs> There's four, four upvotes. That's by a Pat the Man. Uh, and yeah, well, we didn't see, yeah, we didn't, really don't see Rohan running around until like that last episode. And he looks about three, he looks about. He's like three years old. Yeah. yeah we're, uh, <laughs> we're always bitter about the baby. The wind thing though, I said, not good, no, not good, not good, not good, Trey. <laughs> that's Catherine Ice Johnson. Thank you for quoting us. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, Shadow Lover, of all the avatars I've worked with, wait, did you work, train with more besides Angamame? Tenzin's not an avatar. Yeah. I think it's just, I think it's just the one. Yeah. And there was the only one she means only Cora and Ang. Yeah. And that's Nicholas. Who responded thank you for answering i appreciate it. thanks for everyone who like answers people's questions for us because we usually don't get around to them until um comment corner so thanks for for doing the lord's work for us uh people are saying uh we talk over the dialogue and miss important details they miss key point Kavira made i think i pointed out that i missed that point i don't know what the point was i think it's that's from uh that's a that's a book four one i see i forgot what episode that was it looks like the, not the club show, probably the one before that. I might have missed something. Uh, so, uh, something about the audio and the ambient sound. I Something got screwed up there. Yeah, no, we fixed that. I th if you guys listen um, to our reviews, which is you should because you're listening to one right now, um, <laughs> you'll see that, that we had audio issues last time. So we, we got that fixed. Don't worry. Yeah, somebody called me annoying. Again, if you think I'm annoying, can you tell me why I'm annoying? <laughs> and if it's like my voice, I'm sorry. Whatever. Maybe she's born with it. I am. Maybe it's Maybelline. Oh, no. I like uh, Denzin's son, Dave, who says, I think uh, you commented on one of our videos before. Hi. And who says, oh, come on, you're telegraphing too, obviously. And I think that's talking about me and how every time Cora and Asami interact, my eyebrows go up yeah, and down. You Because I, guys, I'm just, I love them so much. I'm sorry. Uh, it's one from Known Your History, which we will say later. Oh, yeah. We're going to know your history. If you're listening, stay tuned. Because, yeah. boy, do we have a surprise for you. Uh, somebody said, love your reaction. Uh, uh, I think that's Michaela Diaz. She comments on a lot of our stuff. So thanks, Michaela. Uh, we really Juan, appreciate your comments. Juan Pierre Ruth. Core stiff arm to Prince Wu's face is everything. <laughs> True. Uh, some stuff from the clip show. I think that's one. The, um, oh, yeah. We have some some clip show uh, comments. And, uh, yeah, let's get the uh, Varric's rendition of the story almost made up for the fact that it's a clip show. Almost. almost. <laughs> from Ember Quill. Ember Quill, who is also a frequent commenter. So thank you, Ember Quill. Uh, know Your History also said, yep, Nick straight up fucked up the show with this one with budget cuts. True. True. Uh, Anita Norris, I deal with this episode considering the finale we got. It was a cost-saving measure, and I think it was well worth it. I, I, I'd give her that. It's, it's It was worth it in the end. I mean, you know, we, we have... Mix. everyone has mixed feelings about the clip show but you know, it's fine it's you know it could have been a lot worse so yeah it, it is worth it in the end with uh the ending uh, that we Ma got michaela diaz says we're funny yay thanks michaela uh n i'm gonna fuck that name up uh i'm gonna say nide benny orika ninji sure I'm i like very that, sorry <laughs> i like that kuvira is, is confident and has the voice of a leader she's fearless skilled and determined to succeed she is a badass she is i'll give her that uh we have a thread here i like this one uh, it's not really... Mi mi uh, well, yeah, let's give some context. Oh, yeah. This. Uh, this was uh, Opal and Bolin were kind of, you know, not doing great. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, that's when Opal wanted um, Bolin to come with her to help free your family, right? Yeah, and, well, yeah. and I got mad because it seemed manipulative. And this comment is by Time Monkey. It says, it's not really manipulative. He wants a way to make it up to her and her family being captured. It's partially his fault. So helping to free them makes sense. And like Lynn said, it's a family matter and he wants to be part of the family. Then he has obligation. Then he has an obligation to help them. Uh, Dre Fernina Fer- Ferrera. Ferrera says it is manipulative. And uh, Time Monkey comes in and says, if she wasn't actually willing to forgive him, it would be. That's what, a good point. It's a good point. But like the fact that the matter is like if to me, it felt like we need more help. This guy wants to get like all my good side again. Mm-hmm. Let me just like let him do that. Yeah. So to me, it's manipulative. Mm-hmm. Uh. Cora is the best boy. Cora is the best boy. Yay, more. Solitary conversation. Oh, can I do this? I'll read this one. This is a lot. (laughs) I don't need to read it all. I mean, they like us, and basically they said, uh, we love the show, and they like the way that we talk about stuff and the idea. Thank you. And then other stuff. And then uh, uh, they have a comment about the the, uh, romance stuff. So wait, let me try to summarize this, because it's a long comment. Um, This is on... Uh, our review of um, the three episode review. Yeah, the three episode review, and this is a solita- solitary conversationalist. Yeah, yep, solitary conversationalist. So if you want to check that out, um, go over there. It's a very good comment, and we very much appreciate it. Is it isn't it basically how Mako fucked up? No, <laughs> no. I just want to give my uh, thoughts. Not really directing it all against series, just my feelings. Uh, basically saying Cora wasn't a great girlfriend to Mako either. Cora, forceful spirit, added only aggravated Mako's stupidity all. Of all things on the romantic kind, the two were just a terrible pair. And like basically yeah, saying that. True. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I know we bash Mako a lot, but I totally agree. Yeah. Like, no. Cora was not, Cora did not, was. He was not the single person at fault. Now, he fucked up a lot of the time, but he didn't fuck up all the time. No, because especially Cora was just like super hot headed. And like, the thing, I think I point at one point, like, near uh, book two when they were, you know, together and uh, Mako was just saying, like, oh, I'm on your side. And she's like, no, I want a real opinion, which, like, I agree with, but, like, she was, like, like if she, if he said anything that, like, sh- she didn't agree with, she just, like, went off. Yeah. So, you know, I get it, and I agree. Yeah. But he also says that, uh, no one got off worse than Asami, who did nothing wrong, yet got screwed over all throughout the show. Oh, okay. I feel, I agree. Yes, yes. I and agree. will always be my favorite character next to Tenzin. I agree. She's my favorite character. Asami, yeah, Asami did do nothing wrong. Asami did nothing wrong. No. <laughs> Which is weird. I remember, like when I when she was first introduced, I'm like, she's gonna be the bitch character, isn't she? And then she never she was. was. She, she was the best character. She was. She was so nice. Uh, so thank you for that comment. Uh, Flash Manic uh, posted actually one comment twice. Yeah. Well, we- first they said nice video, and then they said uh, BTW. They are attacking Republic City because it was a part of the Earth Kingdom, but Ang and Zuko built a city on it. Yeah. We've we've, we've discussed that before. The whole history of uh, Republic City. Yeah. Uh, something else that said. Ahsoka Tano Ah Ahsoka isn't that the Star Wars character I think Uh, slash Fulcrum says good think (laughs) Allison Wang just says uh, quoted us when we said men I totally forgot we did that (laughs) yeah you're confused about the comment like I don't get this comment like no no we said that in the show we definitely talk about men like that we're like ah men I like this one saying from Augustine De Palma I can't forgive you skipped the fight between Sue and Kuvira that has 10 upvotes so a lot of people agreed with that (laughs) the fight was a masterpiece but they then uh Juan Pierre Ruiz said that fight was a masterpiece, but they likely had to cut it due to the constrictions on reactions. And Kieran Dog said, seriously, best fight in the season or just like that sad face. So sorry about that, guys. <laughs> My thing is just like I kind of don't focus on like what's going on in the episode, kind of like our reaction. And I think during that fight scene, we were just like not really doing much. Mm-hmm. So like if we're not doing much, like I think because I edited that one. 
if we're not doing much, I don't put it in because yeah. it just feels kind of boring. So we're like, we were probably just like too engrossed to for it to be entertaining. So I'm like, yeah, if it's really good, I mean, sometimes we may not include it because it's not a reaction. Like people watch things like to see reactions, and if we're not reacting, there's really is there a point of putting it in? Yeah. So like, here's the thing, guys. It was a great fight, but we did, we just didn't really react to it. Like mm-hmm. we agree. And if you want to see the fight scenes, probably somebody posted it on YouTube. Yeah. It's, yep. Yeah, probably, probably. But thanks for the comment. We appreciate it. I thank hope you. it sounds like you were like, like the way you worded it, it kind of sounded like you were like being a bit jokey. So thank you for that. Yeah. And if you weren't, we're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> uh, we need to go back to uh, something else. Uh, the yeah. Known Your History comment. Oh, yes. Which his comment was, uh, do you guys have any plans for your next show? Here's the thing. I have the power back now. There has the power. Hooray. <laughs> Which probably means me less talking in the reactions because I'll be watching Kaylin the whole time. <laughs> so this is a show. We're going back to live action. Mm-hmm. And science fiction. I'm picking science fiction shows. Yeah. Which is yeah. weird because I'm more of a fantasy person. Mm-hmm. But I've been picking sci-fi shows. Oh, this one's a bit more sci-fi. This show ended last year, actually. And uh, it's also a bit more adult than Legend of Korra. Yeah. Tiny bit more adult. But it's a really good show. It's got, like, it's uh, a bit dark, a bit weird. There's a lot of women in it, which I know Kaylin really likes. <laughs> Not for such a reason. It's like she likes a lot of, she likes shows with, like, powerful women, which this show has a ton of them. There's some LGBT stuff, and there's just, like, a bunch of weird science-y stuff. There's a lot of female villains. Some of them might be played by the same person. Guys. Cue the music. Talking, the, the next show we're talking about is Orphan Black. Yay! Yay! I've never seen it, obviously. What, what do you know about this show? Uh, there's clones. Anything else? They're all played by the same person, Tatiana Mislani, right? Yes! That's all I know about this show. Hooray! <laughs> this is going to be great. She got an Emmy for it, didn't she? She did! I'm looking forward to she it. She did. She got, like, because for a while, people were like, she needs to win an Emmy. That was, like, the weird year for the Emmy, because I remember uh, she won it, and then for Best Actor in a Drama, it was Rami Malek who won that was a weird year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. And we were also happy that she won because she's so good. Yay. She is a queen of my heart. <laughs> she will be a queen of Kaylin's by the end of the show. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I feel like you're really going to like this show. I hope you guys like it, too. Like, if you came in through Legend of Korra, I'm really happy for, I'm really happy about that. Please say who Orphan Black if you've seen that show and you really like it. Or if you've never seen it before, watch it with us. Yeah, exactly. Like, the whole show isn't just for fans to, to watch a fan reaction. It's, it's a, an excuse for you to get something off your watch list um so if you aren't a fan or if you're not familiar with it you can join me on the first reaction side yeah uh, um, and you can react to it with me and we can watch it together it'll be a lot of fun yeah the show was originally on bbc america so it might still be there i know seasons one through it's five seasons mm-hmm. uh seasons one through four were on are on amazon prime for free i don't think season five is or you can get them on dvd because mm-hmm. they come out pretty quickly but the show's over it's uh 10 episodes per season so we don't have to be weird with the scheduling yeah and uh i'm not gonna say any more about the show because it's awesome and i'm really excited and i have the power back guys i'm so happy <laughs> so yeah yeah I, i'm i'm looking forward to it too it's gonna be a shame not to have the power anymore but uh i you know i'm excited to watch something i haven't seen before yay, so, yay. um sounds like we're wrapping up here right all right guys all so, right yeah well hey i'm i'm gonna wrap this up 
for the last time for probably another eight months. <laughs> it might be. So on the one final time of having the power, uh, just a reminder, our live stream that we keep talking about, uh, if you have all any of your questions for about the Legend of Korra finale, Legend of Korra the series, or Avatar Last Airbender, or Firefly, you can ask all those questions. Um, you can leave them in this video, leave them in our reaction, leave them in our announcement video. You can um, tweet them at us. We are on Twitter at Witty Clothes. You can Facebook them to us. We are on Facebook. We are Witty Clothes Productions on there. Um, shoot us an email. We are wittyclothes at gmail.com. Um, we also have a Patreon if you ever feel like going out there. We are Witty Clothes on there. Yeah. And uh, join us. Uh, we'll be on YouTube. We'll post the link. But we'll keep you guys updated on where to find us. Um, and that is Sunday, January 21st, 2018, 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And until next time, we'll see you then. Peace. Peace.